Tune up for like a Monday in April, maybe. <laughs> Not even. Let's 
Let's just start davening. Please, everyone in here, let's go. David Sachs used to always say. We've said this in recent years. He said, These days of Assessing Yeshuvah are the days of wet cement. It's new pavement, it's new cement that was put down with Shoshana. And he said, Have you ever tried to write your name in old cement? It doesn't work. And this goes back to how we understood. Why Rav Nachman explains why it's so important to be by the tzaddik, be by tzaddik in Rosh Hashanah. Because when you connect yourself to people who believe that everything is a matnas chinam, that everything is an undeserved gift, like the tzaddik feels that everything in his life is an undeserved gift, you have the ability to draw back to that koyach of the first day of the wet pavement all year long. You know, for some people it feels like Rosh Hashanah was three, three and a half years ago already. For me that's how it feels this year. Sometimes it feels like it just took place last night, this morning. This year, I don't know why, I feel like Rosh Hashanah was like three and a half years ago. And I feel like Yom Kippur is going to be in another three years. And Asir Simichuva is this huge mikvah of like, like almost like Seder Pesach, called Dichfein Yesevi, whoever wants to come in and jump. Free, it's, it's everlasting. But the truth is, in a few nights, we're going to be singing.
on anybody but this year I heard this year I heard from Rav Ginsburg he said you know he's so big on gematrias everything is a gematria right everything is some kind of a game with numbers and letters so again not to put any pressure on anybody however this is what he says Tough shin I involved this year, we just started. Is the Gimatria of Bias Hamashiach. Bias Hamashiach is Gimatria. Tough shin I And sitting in shul learning this, I wanted to run to a forest for 18 years after hearing that. So I just can smell with all of us. This week of Asayusimi Tshuva has been different than any other year before. And the more potential there is to bring the Mashiach, the more potential there is to bring the Mashiach. <coughs> more it's going to seem crazy and crazy.
try to sing as, as to talk as loud as I can. Mechila for those chaver in the back. We try to do as best as we can. Shana tova mtuka gemara chatima tova umetuka lekulam. You know, Reb Shlomo had this word that he said every year. He said it about the words shana tova mtuka. I want to say the word the word also about about gemara chatima tova umetuka. You should add that. When you tell somebody it should be inscribed, umetuka, with sweetness. So Reb Shlomo says, why do you have to say shana tova umetuka? Remember, why do you have to say it should be a good and sweet year? The famous word that Shlomo always said. A lot of people are really good. Do everything right, but they're not so sweet. And then you meet people, the sweetest in the world. But like, even Rebbe Levi Yitzhak would have to find like something good about them, because they're not so good, but they're definitely sweet. So we say it should be Shana Tova Umetuka. That the people, we should have a year that's good and sweet. But now we could also say, Gmar that the ceiling, our fate this year, what the Rebbe Shlomo has in store for each and every one of us, everything is good. Everything is good. But to taste the sweetness in all the good is a gift from Hashem. It's a gift from Hashem. You look back at this last year, was it a good year? Of course it was a good year. Was it a sweet year? I don't know. I don't know. The sweetness, the sweet aspect, that's already another zat, another thing. So we say to people, Gmar Khatima Tova Umetuka, that the Khatima, the inscription, the way that you're inscribed, what, what the Ribbana Shalom has in store for you is that you should be able to taste the sweetness amongst everything, which of course. That from Hashem it's going to be sweet. It's always good from the Bonishnayim. It's also also very very sweet. So with that in mind, I have to be totally honest with all the chaveri tonight. Erev Yom Kippur Shirim are the hardest things in the world to give over. The hardest, and I can already tell you right now that anything we're about to say right now doesn't come close. It doesn't come close to what I'm personally feeling and to what I know that you're also feeling right now. Not, let's not get each other. Words are always limiting, especially, especially right now. Very limiting. But because I saw another picture of a huge rock in the car of a Jewish family traveling to Shlein today, I want to say something, open with this, that I saw over Yantiv, which brought me right back to other things that happened last year. There was once this, not too long ago, there was a Hasidishi survivor, a survivor of, of the camps, that came and met a certain Rebbe who now lives in Belgium, in Antwerp. And the question was asked, it says, it seems that there's two Avinu Malkenus that are repetitive. Two Avinu Malkenus that seem that they're saying, they're saying more or less the same exact thing. What is it? Avinu Malkenu Asei Leman Harugi Malshem Kodshecha Ribona Shelaylam Fix the whole world. 
do it for the namesake of those who were killed al kiddush mecha by sanctifying your name and then what's the other one that comes right after that? Avi- well, that's, that's two after that. One before that is Avinu Malkeinu Aselaman Tevuchim Al Yichudecha Ribbonu our Father and our King, do it for the sake of those who were literally Tevuchim, Mitbach What do you do in the kitchen? You cut things up Tevuchim Al Yichudecha That were slaughtered on your oneness Can you close it just for your sweet Chavad has. Thank you so much. Seems pretty repetitive. Listen to this crazy thing. Avinu malkeinu asalaman arugim Hashem kotshecha. Avinu malkeinu asalaman tevuchim al yichudecha. This survivor got up and said, you know, I have an explanation. When the Germans came to my town and they lined everyone up by the river, and everyone knew this was it, right? This was the end. So what does the Yidlin do when he knows that this is the end? Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echad Those in the beginning of the line Al Kiddush Mecha Harugim Al Kiddush Mecha While they were sanctifying your name While they were saying the words Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu They fell down first into the water and when they got to the end of the row, Avinu Malkeinu, Aseleman Tevuchim Al Yichudecha, Ribbonu Shleilam, fix this world for the namesake of those who were slaughtered on your oneness, those were the Yidlach that were killed last, who were able to reach the words, Hashem Echad, Tevuchim Al Yichudecha. And then this, like you said right now, Ari, then there's another one. Avinu malkeinu asel man bay ba'esh uvamayim al kiddush mecha. You know, I'm going back this past year, and the fact that there was so much goodness doesn't allow a yidla for one second to stop before Yom Kippur and say ribon shleilam, like the Piyasesna says, the Beish Kodesh says in in, in Shabbos Chayesara from the from the Warsaw Ghetto. <clears throat> Certain Nisyonos will still believe in you, but we're going to be walking around, we'll be scars that are walking around, not wounds that heal. We're going to be scars that keep on walking around. Rav Gavriel Sasson, Asay Lemam Ba'e Ba'esh Uvamayma. This holy idola from Brooklyn who lost nearly his whole mishpacha that Friday night said when was asked and approached with how do you go on with the Ribbon HaShleilam in your life he said one word which we try to always connect to without catastrophes. What's that word we try to emulate, embody, and be one with? Bittel. Which as we remember last year, before Shana, we tried to do a lot of different things to explain what Bittel means. But I was thinking about something else about you know, last year there were four Mispalim that they were in the middle of saying Oyeseh Shalom Imraimov 
we ask Shalom Aleinu, I don't know at what point those holy chevr in Harnov got in Mechila, but let's just be real. They got an axe in their back. I don't know if it was while they were saying, Oyseh Shalom Bimraimav, or maybe it was the word, Yaseh Shalom Aleinu, or maybe when they reached the words, Ve'al Kol Yisrael, Ve'imru Amen. These stories, like we said before, that this Yidla described, that the family, when the Germans came by the river, these are not old Maeselach, that it's okay, now we're done. We're back in Eretz Yisrael, so these stories are done. <coughs> There's something about Yom Kippur, it comes to Yom Kippur, and you realize you need to forgive the Ribbon Shleilam. If you don't, you can't make it through Yom Kippur. We have a hard time with it. What do you mean? The whole month of Tishrei, Elul, Tishrei, Tzesimei Tshuva, Tzuslichel, Mechila, you're asking forgiveness from everyone. Ben Adam L'chavera, Ben Adam L'makom. Obviously, everyone now wants to sound a little bit sophisticated, says, you know, you also have to make sure you ask Mechila from yourself, which is true. But you know it's such a crazy concept to forgive the Ribbon Shleiman? Sounds so apikorsi, right? <clears throat> I'm reminded about a story that I try to say every year, not just on Yom Kippur. So if you've heard it before, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard it first time many years ago from my Rebbe in, 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 in New York. And um, I was with him a few weeks ago, Shabbos nights. So it was a Friday night. I asked him again to make sure I wanted to get some details. And uh, it was the night we were together that night. Kevnasen David Shedlovitzer, big, big tzaddik. And he was very, very frail. Erdium Kipper, the doctors came and told him, you can't go to the mikveh, this Erdium Kipper, because it's not going to be a good matzah. Who knows what will happen to you? Kind of like how I felt. Uh, we just came back from that. We had a bunch of chaver, about 20 of us went to, before Yantiv, we went to the Baal Shem HaKadosh and Rav Nachman, Rav Nassim and, and, and the Gdusha Slevi. And the chaver, you could actually smell in a good way, Uman in the air right now in this room, from some other, in, a, in, a, in a holy way, in a good way. You can smell that energy in the room. But those of you who know, have been to Medjbush, you know there's that, the, 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 the mikveh of the Besht, which now they've built up. It, it's the weirdest thing. You're traveling around Medjbush, and then suddenly you see paradise in the middle of nowhere. Gabai, Shemish Merevi built up this whole beautiful place. Man. And I went to the mikveh of the Besht, if you've been to the Ariza or the mikvah, the Mayan and Bar'ayin, those are saunas compared to this mikvah. I'm not kidding. When we walked, when we went inside the water, you felt that you're choosing death on a certain level. It was that cold. I'm not kidding. Yeah, some of the guys walked in and said, I have to get out of here. <laughs> One guy went in slowly, slowly, because he thought it would be better like that. You should see, by the time he reached here, his whole body was purple. It's that, it was that cold, freezing, right? I can just imagine the mikvahs of back then. This Rav Nassim they told him, you can't go to the mikvah. Doctor leaves, 
We don't know what to do. Of course, the Rebbe says, okay, let's go to the mikvah. Of course he's going to go to the mikvah. Every Yom Kippur, he's not going to go to the mikvah. Come on. Who are you kidding? So, he said, he turns, they turn to, I, I listened to the story again, I got one detail corrected this year. There was one elderly chaser in the room. He was a big Baal Seichel. And they knew that if they'd ask him what to do, then they would either listen to the Rebbe or not listen to the Rebbe. And this older chassid in the room said, we can't let you go in there. It's against doctor's orders. The Rebbe says, come on, against doctor's orders. Erev Yom Kippur. <clears throat> and then he says again, he thinks about it, he's like, you know what? I'm going to bring a raya, I'm going to bring a proof from the Mishnah and Yuma that it's absolutely usher for you to go into this water. He says, really? You're going to bring a proof from Mishnah that I can't toivel Erev Yom Kippur? He says, yeah. It says, and I want you to pay attention to this during the Musaf, during the Avoidah, the Kohen Gadol in Yom Kippur. Now you'll feel guilty if you doze off during that time. Everyone usually dozes off, but pay attention when you're in Shul, Musaf Yom Kippur. <coughs> I'm sure if you're davening with Reb Raz, it's not... It's not, e- it's, not, it's, it's a very easy thing to not doze off because he's taking you in to the Kodesh Kodeshim with him. The Mishnah Yuma at the end there says that the Kohen Gadol would go into the Kodesh Kodeshim and he wasn't marich b'sfilah so he wouldn't dive in a long tefillah. And the Mishnah there ends is Havis Es Ha'am. Why? So, you know that when the Kohen Gadol, why is it that we have such a Simcha Emesma Nehedar? Why is that such a high thing? Is that he came out alive. You know what it is to go in there and come out of there and be alive? Bichlal, they used to, you know, they used to attach um, uh, bells to the, right, to the, to the feet of the Kohen Gadol. They could hear that he's still walking around. It was such an intense moment. You know, the whole tire about the, they couldn't be given an ish in him. He had to leave the, 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 this hemisphere and go in there. So the Mishnah there says, this, this chassid said to the Rebbe, if the Kohen Gadol would go into the Kodesh Kodashim and only speak for a few minutes and leave, not to scare the Yidlach that he wasn't coming out, how much more so are we going to be terrified if you go into a mikvah that right now the doctor said that if you go in, you might not be able to come out. So he says, hmm, Interesting. It's funny, I learned Pshat of that Mishnah very differently from Reb Shlomo Radomska, from the Tiferet Shlomo. It's actually, it's, we said this, we're going to see a piece of the Tiferet Shlomo. So I saw that piece very differently, the Pshat. The Radomska said, he taught that differently. So really, how did the Radomska teach that Mishnah in Yuma? So the Radomska says it's true, the Kohen Gadol would go into the Kodesh Kodeshim, and he would only say a Tefillah Ktsara. He would say a short prayer, but you know what his short prayer was? Ribbono Shalelam, don't scare Yidalach this year. That was the whole tefillah of the Kohen Gadol. Not that he went in there and came out fast to not scare Am Yisrael. The tefillah itself was Ribbono Shalelam. How many mothers are still scared when they send their children off to school this year? How many, how many soulmates are so scared that they're never going to be able to really get it together with their zivug in this world? I'm talking about after they got married. 
How many people are scared to death that there's not going to be a shekel left for Shabbos, for Shabbos food? How many people are terrified that when their child asks them, what did you do so that the busha is erased from Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael? Like we see today. What did you do? How many people are terrified that they're not going to have what to answer their children? So essentially, and everyone knows that the highest point of Yom Kippur is the Kohen Gadol going into the Kodesh Kedoshim. His tefillah, according to the pshat of Reb Shlemer Adomsker, was Ribbon Do not terrify any yid this year. Don't make anyone scared. And when we look back at this past year, we see that we know mitzvah gedeliyus b'simcha tamid. We know as much as we know those things until they register as a metzius as a reality in our lives could take like 15 gilgulim 15 reincarnations until we actually believe the words we dance to and the words we're singing and that's why you can't just go into Yom Kippur without ignore, by, with ignoring that inyan of wait a second we have some personal business as well Ribbon we have some stuff between us that, that's not so settled. I, I did as much as I could, okay? I, I, I only went three hours of Facebook instead of 18 this year, right? <laughs> daily, right? I don't know. Maybe that's, could be that's a big one. I don't know. I only, you know, I only... <sighs> fill in the blank. Whatever the I only this Aserisimi Tshuva is, right? However, inside our hearts, you think, it says, we say, mm-hmm. The Rebbe Nashayim knows if you're holding a grudge against him. So who are you kidding if you don't bring that to the table, Kol Nidre? Who are you kidding? So but, um, I'm sorry, we, I, we didn't even start anything, and I, like I said, I have no idea <clears throat> what's going to be. I, I don't want to forget, though, that tonight I, I want the learning we're doing and the crying, Rezer Hashem, that we'll have, and the Semcha we'll have, should be the Ilu Nishmas, two very special people, Shmuel ben Benayahu Halevi, and Rebbe Liyahu Yisrael ben Shmuel Maisha. And also I want to continue learning the Ilu Nishmas, Michael Moshe Ze'ev Ben Nasan. There's a Sefer, I, I'm sure you've, I, I, it's one of my favorite Sfarim in the world, the Imuna Sitecher of Moshe Wolfson. Amazing, amazing terrorism here. Did he go on the Mecca? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. He did. <laughs> then he said, come on, who's going to the Mecca? They're going to say, oh no, it's still not okay. Right? <clears throat> Look at this, an amazing thing together in the spirit of what we just said right now. He once said in a drasha of Kol Nidre, I'm sorry I didn't have time to photocopy this amazing thing. He says, Be'ez Zu. He says, he's standing. This Rev. Lovson is standing. It's not on the printout yet. I didn't give it the printout yet. He's saying an amazing thing. Right now, in the Knis of Yom Kippurim, as Yom Kippur enters, Niftochim Shari Yislicho Mechilo Kapara. All the gates of forgiveness are being opened right now, and we're about to open up the Aron Kodesh 
And what do we do? We take the Sefer Torah out. Instead of what we usually do, all Roshani and Kippur, Psichas, we open it up, and the Sefer Torah stays in there. So, why did I want to share this Torah? Because I'll be very honest with you. Kol Nidre has always been the tefillah I least connect to. I, don't con- I never connected to it. I never understood why is that such a bad oh God, where are you for Kol Nidre night? And the Nusach there is the most important. I never understood. I'm thinking, you know, the truth is, Mairev, Yom Kippur night, is my favorite tefillah of Yom Nuraim. The piyut, the, the, the songs, the words we have, Yom Kippur night and Mairev, is unbelievable. Those words are mind-blowing. are amazing. Unbelievable. These words are amazing. What's the deal with Kol Nidre? And why did that suddenly become, when you think of Yom Kippur, you think Kol Nidre. That's the main thing. So I, I also recommend very much to read Rabbi Cardozo's piece that he wrote about Kol Nidre. You find it online. It's an amazing, amazing piece that he wrote. Rabbi Nathan Lopez Cardozo, an amazing piece. Becoming a chassid of his every week. He writes deeper and deeper. I actually saw him a few weeks ago at a simcha. I asked him, I said, tell me something, you're, you're probably lonely, aren't you? He said, oh yeah. But it does, but it's Okay. <laughs> Because when you're that deep, you, you, there's no way you're not lonely, right? There's no way. When you're writing really heavy things, of course you're going to be lonely. So read that piece of his on Kol Nidre. But back here, Rav Wolfson says, What is this? Why are we taking out the Sifrei Tarahs at Ne'ilah? Shura Sadina Ayat Tzarich Niyaz She'anu Navo LaSifrei Tarah U'lefaisa Al She'pagam Lo Bichvayda It should have been, according to the Midah of Din, of Judgment, we should be running to the Aron Kaidr saying, Sorry! To the Torahs, I'm so sorry. I didn't really honor you enough. I didn't love you enough. I didn't let you love me enough this year. I didn't let myself fall in love with you this year. That's what we should be doing coming up to the Torahs. What are we taking out the Sifrei Torahs for? So he says here, That's not what we do. We take the Torah and we start circling the Beit Knesset with it. Or Why? Look what he says here. Ki Torah mamtzia es atzma elenu shenevakesh mimenu aslicha. You only said here? You ever love someone so much and they hurt you so deeply and you're waiting for them to come up to you for God knows how long but they're not coming up to you? So what do you do if you really, really love them? If you don't really love them, you say, ah, oh, the hell with them, forget them. I'm done with them. It's not meant to be. Our chaveros, our relationship in this world isn't meant to be. Rav Wolfson says here's an amazing thing. You know what the Torah does? It does what we should do to people we really love and just can't give up on. We make ourselves available to them at any cost for them to come and say, I'm sorry. So the Torah goes out to us Erev Yom Kippur Kol Nidre and saying I know how hard it is to get off that that place of just saying I was wrong I've been waiting for you inside the ark but Kol Nidre night comes and the whole point of Yom Kippur is the word closeness that's for those of the Chavik Mina Fra that's tomorrow night's year but Yitkar Vod closeness 
I'm coming to you, the Sefer Torah says. I'm making myself available for you to cry your eyes out at any given moment. And when I think about that, that begins to touch upon a little bit of a chord of what it is that Kol Nidre has in store for each person. Bless you. Bless you. And Bichlal, you know that that Nigun, Everyone knows the origin of that Nigun, right? You know, the, you know the origin of that Nigun? I just heard Reb Shlomo say it again today. I mean... <laughs> you know what I mean. But on September 24th, 1994, five weeks before he passed away, he started speaking about the Nigun of Kol Nidre and why, why it is that it chuckles our hearts and souls. And he said that in the Inquisition in Spain, when they came and started, when they started gathering everyone up, when was that? Remember when they started gathering all the Yidin up in that year? Tisha above they started gathering them up. But when did they actually bring them out to the marketplace? Aseleman harugim al-shem Aseleman tevuchim al-yichudecha? So coined that day as Yom Kippur. And Reb Shlomo said the Chazin must have had a Ruach HaKadosh. Because he started singing this nigun as he was being taken out before they was, before he was ashes. And he started singing out loud in Hebrew to all the Muranos who were pretending to cheer them on that were in the crowd, in the stands. He told them in Hebrew as he was singing, don't forget this nigun. Please teach this to everyone. Teach this everywhere you go, this nigun. Because this is the last time I'm going to be able to sing this. And the Muranos, the Anusim, that were in the crowd that had to hide their Yiddishkeit, that were cheering on this horrific display, they remembered that Nigun and passed it on. That alone is enough to put me into Komijay forever. But then I heard Reb Shlomo say, on this tape, one more thing, it's just one paragraph tying it in to something that the Heilige Tiferet Shlomo said, the Radomsky Rebbe, it's going to be a little bit different, and I know it's already late, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get through this. It's just one side, Hebra. If you could pass these around. We're not going to get through the whole thing, but just to give a taste, to get us even more into this essence of Kol Nidre. We can do it as fast as we can, because I know a lot of people have a lot of amazing things to do tonight, and I'm very honored everyone's here now, but... And I also want to do this in honor of my dear friends who just made Aliyah, because this is like, this is perfect for you guys, for the Rabinowitzes. So this is very, very special. And this is uh, all our chaver that are learning with us online. Just please remember, while we're learning this first paragraph, that everyone here loves you. Okay? <laughs> everyone, it's only love. Rip Shlomo says like this, the Zara Kodesh says, 
Whatever a Jew feels on Shabbos outside of Israel, this is what a Jew can feel during the weekday in Eretz Yisrael. Right? So as high as your Shabbos was, wherever you were, that's Tuesday morning for us, right? That's, that's just normal. Whatever a Jew feels on Shabbos in New York, I can feel on Wednesday in Yerushalayim. By the way, he said this in New York, okay? That's what makes us even deeper. Whatever I feel on Shabbos in Yerushalayim, this is what I can feel on Yom Kippur in New York. Ah, so you're feeling good, right? Not us here, but you know what I mean. So wait a second. Again, whatever I feel when I'm here Shabbos in Yerushalayim, I could feel on Yom Kippur in New York. But what I feel on Yom Kippur in Yerushalayim, outside Eretz Yisrael, has no vessels for it. You understand? Eretz Yisrael, the, the, all the Bechinas of Gdusha, not Gdusha, you could always keep on comparing, go up and down, up and down. However, there's something about Yerushalayim, Yom Kippur, more than any, you can't. You can't compare it. I never forget one time I was in, um, I was somewhere outside of Israel, right before Purim. And uh, so someone said, uh, Someone said, so how long, how long are you here for? I was there with Rosh Chodesh Adar. I did a concert with Rosh Chodesh Adar somewhere. And the person said, so how long are you here for? I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm here till Yud Beis. I, I leave right before, right, get back in, in time for Purim. He says, what, you're missing Purim? <laughs> I said, no, you're missing Purim. <laughs> it ended with a hug and a kiss, don't worry. <laughs> so Reb Shlomo then says like this, and Mechila for all those who feel that we're being political, we're just being Jewish right now in the next line. We say in Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, Tevi'enu el har kochecha. You know, these words, Tevi'enu el har kochecha v'samcheinu v'vest filasecha, Reb Shlomo doesn't have his own nigun for it. He sings someone else's nigun for it, by Hartman's nigun, but his own nigun, he doesn't have an own nigun, but this nusach is something he repeated over, over, and over again. When it came to these words, he was so he emphasized it so much. Bring us to your mountain of holiness. Okay? Now look what he says here. Please bring us back to the mountain. Look what he says here. Please bring us back to the mountain. Maybe we didn't pray hard enough. Now look what he says here. We thought the mountain is ours. This year, Givalt, they are spitting in our faces. Now he's saying this. In 1994, 21 years ago, it wasn't close to what's happening now on the place of Tevi'enu el Har It's not even close to it. It doesn't even come close to what's happening now. But with that in mind, of Yerushalayim being the point over here of Yom Kippur, the Kohen Agadol going to Harabais and Kodesh, the Kodesh Kodeshim, 
That's more important than any of the other things that are going on right now in the world. More important than anything. So now look what the Radomsky Rebbe says in Kol Nidre. And this takes a lot of holy chutzpah to say a Torah like this, but leave it to the Radomsky, the Koyen. They're known to be chutzpanim, holy chutzpah, holy chutzpaniyaks, right? So everyone, please, if you could just ignore it for one second, trust me, Rav Shalom knows what he's doing. Let's go back into the text right now, okay? Tiferet Shlomo for Yom HaKippurim. This is what the Radomsky Rebbe says. Be'inyan ha'tfila zu be'yom ha'adir ve'akodesh azeh. Asher kodem l'chol ha'tfilas b'zeh ha'yom, anu maschilun tfilas kol nidre. Regarding the tfila on this exalted and holy day, which comes before all other tefillahs that are about to pray, and you know on Yom Kippur, you daven more on Yom Kippur than any day of the year. You have five tefillahs. And it's usually on Shabbos and Yom Tif, four, and on weekdays three. Rosh Chodesh four also. Here there's five. The Kohen Gadol also. Five tefillahs, right? Immersing himself five times. The opening for all this prayer is Kol Nidre. So now look what he says here. We know from the day that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed and we were exiled from our land, This is a concept that I know each of you has a different interpretation of. What does it mean that the Shechina is in Galus? I'm asking you, don't, don't be ashamed to say what your heart thinks. <clears throat> what do you think it means that the Shekhinah is in Galus? No one ever heard of this concept before? Shekhinah Begalusa? No one has any opinions on the fact that the Shekhinah is in Galus. It's all okay. <laughs> the is inside us and we are in Galus, so it's, it's not home. We're it's schlepping home. the Shekhinah into Galus. So it's our being in exile drags the Shekhinah down. Remember that story we learned of the original Rebbe when he was thrown into jail? Mm. Remember, and he was saying, "Gam ki elch begeitz al mavis lo ira, kama ra ki ataimadi." Remember this word? He said, "Crazy." They heard the Rishner say this. Even though I walk through the, sha- uh, the, the, the the valley that's shadowed by death, I will not fear. But it's evil because you're with me. Like, Rebbe, what kind of word is that? So you don't understand. I know that the, um, I'm a nefesh elikis. There's a chelak elokam imal in me. Part of the Rebbeinu Shlomim is with me, and I'm schlepping him into jail with me. Gam ki elech begeitz mavis lo ira. I'm not going to fear anything because I trust in you. But ra, I feel so bad ki atay madi because you're with me and I'm schlepping you into into this jail with me. Good luck next time you say Mizmor Ledavid Hashem Re'elatzar. I see how you feel, right? So let's say <clears throat> what Jackie was saying. Let's go with that. That the Shechinta is in Golis because we're in Golis and we schlep the Shechinta into us with, with, with us into Golis. V'zehu shekasuf. This is what it says in Yirmiyahu. Asvehu asur bezikim betoch kol Golis Yerushalayim lirmoz ala Shechinta Akdosha that the Shekhinah is in shackles. It's in shackles. 
in, in the midst of all the Golas of Yerushalayim, the Shechina is in shackles. So now look what he says, V'tachlis kol kavanoseinu b'tfilaseinu The purpose of all our kavanas when we daven, don't forget, he says, Tzarich lasum lev ala Shechina shetivasha b'meheira You have to pay attention that the Shechina should be redeemed as soon as possible. Umimele, and when that happens, Gamanachnu nivashea bechol atov. And when the Shechina is redeemed from exile, we'll also be redeemed and filled with goodness as well. You know, the, the tzaddikim say, when you daven to Hashem to take you out of your misery, the highest fila is not, I could be so holy, and therefore you should redeem me for your sake because I could do so many good things. He said, have Rachmanis on you. Have Rachmanis on yourself. That's in Golis. That's the highest fila. The mancha for you. We say that the mancha chayim for your sake. You're stuck in galus. Part of kiviachol, so to speak. Part of you is shackled up. So for your sake, and you know we think, ah, then we're off the hook because we sound so. Then God will see how holy I am. He'll do it for His name's sake. Do you know how much sur meira you need in order to be able to utter those words with a full heart? To say, do it for your name's sake. It's not like, oh, you heard a good voice, I'll try. I'll try. I don't know what I did all year long, but I'll come Hashanah Kippur through the back door. I'll say, oh, you listen, really? Make it good for you. Because we know, I daven for my friend first. I'm answered. I daven for Hashem. Of course I'm going to be answered. Do you know how much you have to absolutely peel your heart away from all the things, that, all the illusions you're stuck in regarding to what's good and what's important? Peeling yourself away till you could say, do it for the Shechina that's in Galas. It's not this... I opened up, a, I, 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 I learned a good nigun, and with that I'm going to start asking an appeal like that. It doesn't work like that. al Cain, therefore, the Radomsky says, Hatchalas kolat filos hayom ha-kadosh The beginning of all the prayers of this crazy, holy, deep day is kol nidre. And what do we say? Ve-esarana la-esare. What does that mean? We've said it. Every year, the Esarana, What does that mean? What does it mean in literal Hebrew? First of all, that's an Aramaic, right? The Esarana la What do you think that means? Hmm. I'm sorry. The the Esarana are not our boys are not binding us. Our our ours are not. Oh well, that that's the deep right. That's a good <laughs> You jumped ahead already. Let's, sorry, let's see. No, 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 no. Net, you cannot be sorry for that. Save your size, you know, kipper for things you should feel bad about, not that. Hainu shehashchina tachzar b'meheira limekoyma. Be'esarana la'esarei, the shechina should stop being asur, meaning that it should stop being shackled up, tied up. That our avonos, our sins, should not be a masach hamavdil, a splitting screen between us and you, a dividing screen. The shechina should stop being 
Umgalus because of us. It's like what he's saying over here is, I'm starting with Kol Nidre, please, if all that's preventing you from revealing your goodness and sweetness to the whole world is a little bit of my clanakite, of my own small-mindedness, my petty image of you, and my petty image of myself, please, I'm starting Yom Kippur saying, please let not... Let that not be the reason that's preventing a gilui, a revelation of goodness and sweetness. I couldn't live with myself. Can you imagine if it was revealed to you, going into Yom Kippur, that because of your own petty imagination, or because of your shallow concept of God, of the Torah, of Halacha, of Israel, of Yerushalayim, because of your shallow concept of peace, that's preventing all the light to shower through everyone? What wouldn't you do to remove that? You'd do anything in the world. Please, those things, those images, those, the, the, the shallow concepts of God. So many people are trying to sound more and more deep this past year about the Torah and Halacha. Such shallow pettiness out there in the open. Those things are creating such divisions. And they're not letting the, sh- the light really shower forth on all of us. But if it was me, chas v'shalom. Couldn't live with myself. So the Adamska says, I start Yom Kippur saying, please let not, my, my, my shallow image of you, let that not be the case. Please, knock that off. Ushvuasana, now we're getting ishbits here. Ushvuasana la shavuas. And the shvuas and the, and the swearing are nullified. They're not shvuas anymore. And of course, we think that all the things we swore we would do, we're saying over here, please nullify my shvuas. Now this could be a classic piece that justifies the concept of misnagdim. You'll see what I mean in a second. Ita bagmara. Says in the Gemara and Tainus, look at this, this is a crazy thing. Nishba Kadesh Baruch Hu Shelo Yavol Yerushalayim Shalmala At Shetibane Yerushalayim Shalmata The Gemara and Tainus says, God made a Shavua. God swears that what? He's not going to rebuild. He's not going to come and dwell in Yerushalayim Shalmala. Meaning, what's Yerushalayim Shalmala? When the Shekhinah is back in the Kadesh Kadashim. God swears, I'm not coming back there until what? Until you make what's right in front of you, Yerushalayim. Remember that time that Reb Nassim was sitting with Reb Nachman and, they were, and, 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 and the Rebbe was speaking about Yerushalayim in all its glory? And then someone asked the Rebbe and said, What, what, what are you talking about? The, like, what are you talking about? The Kodesh Kodashim? He said, No. Yerushalayim, with all its buildings, with all its apartments, with all its marketplaces, like what we have in front of us right now, the ability to make it a real Yerushalayim Shalmata. Vehine anasu, the Radomska says, that's a sh- crazy Shvua. Vehine anachnu am kedosho. We are as holy people. Kshanu roim shebavonisinu harabim. Nimshach kol kach zman rav. When we notice and be like, wait a second, a lot of time has passed. And the Shekhinah is still in Galus. 
Like, you ever have those days where you stop for a second? I'm not just saying, Ani ma'am But you stop, did you ever stop and be like, wow, a lot of time has passed. And the shrine is still in ghosts? That's pretty wild. That's pretty scary. That's pretty freaky. And it's still in ghosts or that it's still with us? You said that that means the same thing. It's in Gullis because we're in Gullis. Because as long as part of Bob Yisrael is in Gullis, Shekhinah's not going to abandon him. He's going to be with us. He's like, he's not bad. I know, so it's the same thing. But are we crying because Hashem is in Gullis? Or are we crying because we're in Gullis? We usually cry because we're in Gullis, but we learn that the highest level is to cry that Hashem, Kivyachol, is Shekhinah's in Gullis. So here he's saying, how, when was the last time you stopped and cried over the fact that the Shekhinah is still not restored? Like Rabbi Shlomo said, we were sent out into Gullus thousands of years ago. But we managed, like we always learned, we managed to make for ourselves <coughs> little shuls, schools, shtetlach. And we, so to speak, stopped feeling so homeless. God? <coughs> so to speak, God's been homeless for, since that day that he sent us out into Gullus. God never started, God never made another shtibel and said, I'll reside here. So here the Radomsky says, I'm coming to the end over here, and thank you for your patience, Kavra. When we see with all our avonos, nimshach kol kach zman rav, v'ashchina akdosha imanu bagolus, the shchinas and golus, anu mispalim, we're davening sh'ashchina hakdosha mehera tashuv limkoma, that the shchina should go back to its place. Emes Ashre Ayn Rasazas, we say in Musaf Yom Kippur. Praiseworthy, happy is the eye who saw all the things we describe which took place, Yom Kippur. Velo Teheb Masar Od, and the Shekhinah shouldn't be jailed anymore. Now here he comes to the end. Ve'av Shemach Masav Arabim. And even though, because I still talk Lashon Hara, and I still have shallow concepts of Yiddishkeit, and I still don't really care about deepening my mind in halacha. I just start saying, ah, everything is mutter nowadays, it's okay. Everything's just open, everything's just fine. But because of all my avonos, because of my, and again, I go back to this word, shallow concept of you and of me and of everything. Od ein anu muchanim shleima. Based on that narrow way of understanding you, Hashem, we're not ready yet for the Geula Shlema. I'll call upon him nonetheless. That's not fair to the Shechina. Okay, we're not ready yet. But let's say, but it's not, it's not, it's not fair to you, Hashem. For, for us, how could I say I'm ready for the Mashiach to come? We already know, we're going to start cracking up when it actually happens. Because even then, when it happens, we're not going to believe that it actually happened. But if you ask Yidla today, are you ready? Do you deserve it? Who could say yes? I could say, my children deserve it. Absolutely. But me? I don't know. So the Radomsky is saying, it's true, because of me, 
we're not worthy yet, maybe, for the whole Gula Shlema, but why should you suffer, Hashem? The Af Shenishba, even though God swore, Af Shenishba Hashem is Barach, even though He swore, Shelo Yavoli Rushalayim Shelmala, Achi Bani Rushalayim Shelmata, even though God swore, I'm not reciting back until you guys are really have your acts together. <coughs> We are nullifying Hashem's swearing. This is such chutzpah, this Torah. I never saw such a holy chutzpah Torah before in my life. Unless I'm completely not understanding it, but according to Pshat, this is what the Radomsky is saying. Anu matirin hashvuazo. Kol Nidre, I begin Kol Nidre night by saying, Ribbona Shleilam, I'm nullifying your Shvua. That said that I'm not coming home until you guys really get it together down here. Ve'omrim u'shvuasana la'ashavuas. And the Shvuas aren't Shvuas. Hainu, ha'shvua shehu avoreinu kanal la'ashavuas. Maybe now that's why we understand it's three times. Because the first time you don't really believe you could actually say that to Hashem. Second time you say it a bit more, but you still don't believe that you could actually talk like this. But what does it mean to nullify, so to speak, God's shvuah? What does that even mean? Obviously, it's all metaphorically speaking, but there's an avoda pnimis, even though this is very sweet, beautiful, and deep, there is an akuda of, okay, lemaisa, so what does that mean? Tachlis comes inside Yom Kippur, you're saying, I'm going to have a lot of things, I'm, gonna, I'm spending more time in shul this Yom Kippur than ever. And I'm also going to daven like the Kohen Gadol, don't scare us, Am Yisrael. Don't scare me. Um, that's it. You can make it a little bit hard. Make it a little bit rough. Make me wonder and search. But scaring, please don't scare me. So I want to say that you can only ask Hashem not to scare you if you're truly concerned with God. If you're truly concerned with what you said a few weeks, a few days ago, if that's something that really is important to you, to crown the king and put a crown on his head, that's very important for you, really important for you. If those words are actually very important for you, not just Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, all year long, then maybe you can also say, and Look, Hashem. You know, I, 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 I only I say this as a grandson of someone who jumped off the train on the way to Auschwitz. I always wonder what the tzaddikim would have said, like the Tiferet Shlomo, Rabbi Nachman, the Alter Rebbe, the Ishbitzer, <coughs> even Reb Tzaddik, who passed away in 1901. I always wonder what they would say if they went through 1939, 1945. Would their Torahs be any different? 
After the six million, you think we could actually really build Yerushalayim Shalmata on the level that you need in order to come and reside in Yerushalayim Shalmata? So I came to a little humble conclusion that every word of those tzaddik and the Baal Shem coming on the scene, 1734, <clears throat> 200 years prior to the rise of insanity, was Makdim Rafu Alamaka, was that they knew exactly what was going to come unto Am Yisrael. And therefore they said tyras like this, when maybe it seemed like these Torahs are insane. Not that things were so gishmak in their times either. Pogroms was a very simple, normal thing that took place all the time. But to be able to say the Rebbe I'm nullifying your Shavua, it's not chutzpah, like we said before. That's the deepest understanding of what it means to be a Ben Melech. Ein melech, what's the lesson there? Matir atzmon, mi base, what's the. Ein mi base asunim. It's we. This is our tafkid of our generation. Saying the bonus we don't understand a lot of things. Most things we don't understand. We don't understand how all the good is really sweet. We're supposed to believe it's good. We don't understand how you could actually expect us to have a personal, sweet relationship with you after our grandparents were put into ovens and after <clears throat> holy yidlach davening shacharis were axed in their back. We don't understand how we can still be in love with each other. Therefore, Therefore, we're not waiting any longer to create perfection in order for you to come inside and reside because we don't know what that means anymore. Suffolk, if we ever did know. But we're going to grab on to every ounce of depth and emas and your Torah. Grab onto it to dear life. And if I don't say I'm sorry to the Torah, I'm going to take the Torah out and bring it to me till, it's, till I have an easier time to say I'm sorry. Because how much longer do we think that we could survive without Mashiach? And you do not have to be a Lubavitcher to say that comment. Tavshin Ayn Vav, Gematria Biyas HaMashiach. That's crazy. It's wild. It's as wild as the Mashiach, the same Gematria as Nachash. All these wild things. It's wild out there. It is. It's crazy. But Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, it should be... Achasima Tova Omasuka You know, I, I just heard from Rav Weinberger that he said Neder By the way, this whole piece we just said right now It's based on, in some Kehillahs there's a piece of Zohar that you say Before Kol Nidre, where you really do explicitly nullify the Gubanish Lailam's Shavuos So Neder comes, like an Adar is Aleph Dar, the one and only one, he dwells amongst Am Yisrael, and we're most in Simcha. Neder is Nun Dar, Nun, the fifth, the Chamishim Shari Bina, the ultimate Chochmah in the world, 
is dar, is lives with us through kol nidre, kol nidre, all the gates of the chamishim shari bina. When you go through that, life has a completely new meaning. When you're able to have enough koyach to, like, you know, when, when else would you do a hataras nidarim for Hashem's shvuz? When else during the year would you do that? Purim. Yom Kippur. Maybe, maybe there's another connection. Yom Kippurim. Only when I'm drunk, then I do it subconsciously. Ribbon Shalom, I mayichal you for everything. But on, Pur, on Yom Kippur, I'm doing it semi-consciously. Saying, I don't understand anything, but I think I have to do this. Because I can't ignore the fact that it's hard for me to forgive you, Ribbon Shalom.
Yantiv, everyone. Gemar Chatimah, Tovam Tukah. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. 